3: and perspectives a couple that He's
2: kind of like an impetuous guy In in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married
3: what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus
2: Hey everybody, we're uh, in studio today with a special guest. We decided to to uh, throw some fun stuff in here and have someone on that we really love. So Ant, why don't you introduce your homeboy?
1: Uh, so my homeboy is former <laughs> Mets and Red Sox manager, NBA, MLB player, And the athletic coordinator of Sacred Heart University, uh, Bobby Valentine. Welcome to the podcast, Bobby.
2: How are you?
3: Wow, great to be with the Scaramucci's. I'm always good, (laughs) and uh, I'm better now. So, are you wearing
2: your Groucho Marks? Mustache and glasses or no?
3: <laughs> that, you know, that is for special occasions, and I should have broken it out, but I kind of overused it on Halloween.
2: Oh, all right. Well, being that we can't B- see Bobby, you. Bobby, how much
1: mileage waste. did you get out of that whole thing, though? That was a, that was an awesome thing, right? It's 20 well, years later. Everyone be. still talks about it, right?
3: It's the only way that I've connected generationally. Uh, (laughs) You know, young kids today have no idea that I ever even had a costume on until, you know, a mech costume on—that is—until they see uh, see it on the internet. Are you
2: serious?
3: Oh, seriously, yeah. A, a 20-year-old who's at my university he will come in and, and see that I'm the AD and uh, say, hey, yeah, you're the guy who wore the mustache in the dugout. I said, yeah, that's me. Okay, let's go on to the next the next case. Oh, my
2: God. There's something wrong with these new kids, like this new generation. I was talking to someone the other day, and she didn't know who Billy Joel was. He-
3: Think about it. Should we be alarmed? You, I
2: think so.
1: Yeah, definitely alarmed.
3: God forbid alarming. you ever mention the Beatles. They, they'll they start swatting things off of their arms and I know, and they, they call the exterminator.
1: Right? Yeah. V, v, let me... Yes. V, let so, me ask you something.
3: Yes. Anything.
2: <laughs> that, could anything? Get ba- that could get... Anything?
1: I don't want to go that crazy. But I'm going to ask you something. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> ask you very... I'm going to ask you something very surgical and very specific. Okay? And it's mm. sort of... Ties back to the Mooch documentary. Mm, Why did you agree to do the Zen of Bobby V, which was shown on ESPN several years ago and produced by these guys who produced the Mooch documentary? Why did you agree to that?
3: For the exact same reason you did, because... Andrew Muscato is a spectacular person. He's very convincing. He's very persuasive, and luckily for both of us, he's very good at what he does. Yeah, he's uh, very,
2: very good at. He's very talented. You know. Yeah.
3: Well, I thought the classic about the documentary that we sat and, and watched together uh, down in Tribeca. Is when I came over to you, Deirdre, after uh, it was all over, and you had this look on your face, and I said, "So what do you think?" Mm-hmm. And you said, "Oh, <laughs> that was really tough to watch, yes. but." It is the essence of Anthony. That's exactly I what said, I said. Singo. Singo. Yep.
2: The funny part of is his mom was behind me, and the whole time she was like, seemed shocked and appalled that he was cursing. And I was thinking to myself, she Did goes, she just meet him or what? I mean, she she's gave like birth she to says, him 54 she years she ago. She says to
1: me, "Where did you learn all that cursing?" I said, "From you, ma. How about from you? Right. All right. So I do a little bit of cursing. What is the big deal? I couldn't figure that out, but." But, Bobby, you— you, you why,
2: Cursing is a strange phenomenon. Uh, How
1: would you get involved in producing these films? And obviously, for people that don't know what we're talking about, uh, I agreed. Uh, Bobby Valentine, uh, Makahura Media—maybe I'm pronouncing that right, maybe I'm not. Yeah, but Mac-
3: but M- Macuhari, yeah, Makahari. Makahari
1: Media uh, yeah. uh, is a partnership of Bobby Valentine and a gentleman by the name of Andrew Moscato. Uh, they do 30 on 30s. They did a documentary on Ralph Branca. They did one on Bobby Valentine. Uh, Bobby is a longtime intent attend- of my attendant of my SALT conference, uh Deirdre my, my salt conference, and oh, the documentary. The, thanks docu- the in documentary came to me and said, Hey, <laughs> open mic, hot mic, four years in the making, right, Bob?
3: Yeah, what? it was four years. Uh, as a matter of fact that you know, I I was convinced when Andrew and his uh Co-producers Andrew Jenks, who uh, is of MTV fame, um, came to me when they were seniors in college and just pitched this idea: "Hey, we want to travel around with you in Japan for a year and do a documentary because we love the story that you're in Japan and uh, uh, we want to tell the world." And I said, "Sure, you do." And before I knew it, they had eight hundred thousand dollars from ESPN. They were traveling the bullet trains with me. They were in my clubhouse in the stands, and they. They got the essence of Bobby V in Japan. There's no doubt about that. and It was basically the first 30 for 30. It was the first documentary that uh, ESPN uh, did. And, uh, you know, it it was um, an amazing success. And uh, after we did that and they graduated – uh, I hooked up with Andrew Muscato, one of the three bandits, and said, well, what are you going to do now? He says, I want to continue making uh, films and documentaries. And I said, uh, well, why don't we, we do it together? And, you know, he just finished a podcast for um, 30 for 30 podcast for ESPN uh, on Hideo Nomo. Obviously, he did The Mooch, which is a spectacular um a documentary about uh, you and and your life, which when people see it on the screen uh, or on the computer on their phone, it just can't believe that you've done everything you've done and you do it the way you do it. And uh, that's, I guess, what docs are supposed to be about. And
2: now everybody knows how much you love coffee and caffeine.
1: Oh, my God, After right, the that keg was a funny scene. scene. Right? I'm, I'm sitting across from one of my buddies. I'm like, hey, you know, I just bought a five-gallon, keg of cold brew do you want some of it You're the crazy. office the entire office is so jittery so bobby it's my 19th coffee let me just slurp <laughs> it here oh there it is Another. last yeah. night
2: we saw something <sighs> online what did the little thing say are we allowed to say that on, on yeah, you
1: can say it it's a podcast right You're allowed to say i'll let it. you say because
2: people are more used to you cursing than me.
1: ice coffee i i love you bitch <laughs> I mean, that's me, man. <laughs> what an f I, what in else there, can I say, an right? F-bomb Yeah, there, I wanted to leave the f bomb out because my mother may listen to the podcast. Where NBA did you shop. learn that language, right, exactly, Bobby? So how I about how about topics. that one scene, can though, Bobby? Topics? Where the where the tabloid or media not. is descending on my mother's house, yeah. and uh, she opens the door, she says, "Get the f <laughs> off my lawn." I said, "Ma, please." That's what got me in trouble in the first place, ma. Please tone it down. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. No,
2: I just want to ask Bobby about his his World Series reaction. What do you think about this past World Series, Bob?
3: Well, as far as baseball goes, it was good for baseball. Both coasts uh, got together, uh, good fandoms, terrific yeah, teams. Yeah, think two great I teams. Think the best, yeah, I think the best team won, too, uh, even though uh, I think I was pulling for the Dodgers because, uh, you know, Tommy Lasorda is both Anthony and, and my dear friend. He's 91 years old. He still bleeds Dodger blue. And I think, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think, think he wanted the Dodgers to win, I even though in 1988 he was the last Dodger manager to win a World Series, and maybe he's walking around with that thought that, you know, he'll be put to rest and and still be the last Dodger manager. I'm not sure what's in his mind. Do you know what's in his mind, Anthony, other than he's going to be...
1: you know, one of your pallbearers. I know he's, that's he's that's you, right? that's on. That, that, but I, I, I run into I run into the sword at the Hunt and Fish Club three or four years ago. I said, Tommy, Jesus, I thought you were dead already. I mean, what the hell are you doing here? He was eating a tomahawk steak. He looks at me and he says, Let me tell you something, you little SOB. I'm going to be a pallbearer at your funeral. So now every time I see him, he says, I'm working on your eulogy. I'm going to be a Paul Bauer. I want to tell your wife I want to be the lead Paul Bauer. Oh, my god! So we had Bobby. We had dinner with him after game four. You know, I took the kids to game four at Dodger Stadium. I I went out with Warren Lichtenstein and uh, Tommy. Uh, He had a Dodger blue polo shirt on, and it was stained with red tomato sauce. Is that surprising (laughs) to you, Bob? (laughs) Okay, he's just, he's housing the food. The food's going everywhere. Well, that's not
2: very far off from you. This morning I had to clean, I had to get a, a warm washcloth and clean food off of your suit lapel.
3: I've seen right? him eat. Anthony right. is a, you, s- a slob too. Eating,
2: he just goes <laughs> down into the I'm thing. I'm clean though. <laughs> no, I he's take very two clean. Showers a day He's just like I'm very
1: hygienic.
2: He's super clean, super hygienic. He's just very messy eater.
1: Yeah, just I'm a little it bit really disorganized. stuffs his
3: mouth, yes. just like Tommy does. Right. And sometimes are, it falls out because he's talking exactly. all the time.
2: Exactly, and spitting on you.
1: I want to. I want to thank my wife for picking up my underwear everywhere I drop <laughs> it. Just like my, just like my, just like my, just like my mother did.
2: I left. I picked up where she left off. It, it graduated from Maurice Scaramucci to me. A,
1: you married an Italian mama's boy, honey. I'm sorry. I know. Bobby, did your mother iron your boxer shorts like my mom did?
3: As a matter of fact, I never worn a pair of boxer shorts. I'm oh. a jockey guy. You oh, wow. Oh, so. okay. did, did she iron, yeah. did she iron TMI. your jockeys? Is this TMI for, she, the, for the crowd? She did not iron. They're a little the, tight on
1: the package, though, the jockeys, though, no? <laughs> they are, right? <laughs> yeah. A little bit, right?
3: At age 68, I'm actually thinking about getting something that lets him hang a little freer. Yeah, oh, exactly. my God.
2: Exactly. You boxer see briefs. That? They're a good combo. You
1: see that? Not Just remember, Beep, right? Italy is a uh, peninsula off the coast of Africa for all of you podcast listeners. Okay, don't forget that.
2: And is that alluding to something in no, turn? I don't I don't know. I'll
1: let, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let our podcast listeners interpret that. Bobby knows what I'm talking about.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, so let's
2: talk about some politics because that's what we do best. Okay,
1: so Bobby, I want to go to the protests because I've never heard you talk about it and maybe we can break some news on the podcast. So what do you think of these anthem protests? Are they a lot like Muhammad Ali's protests of Vietnam? Is it something you agree with, disagree with? What's your thoughts on that?
3: Well, you know, I lived through the protests of Vietnam and um you know the 60s are uh, you know kind of repeating themselves here and um uh the good news is that maybe they'll get it right this time because you know my generation tried to protest and tried to change things and and thought that uh you know if we were louder louder we were better and if we had more uh then we'd score but um you know the 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 world is changing a little i i really dislike the idea that uh anyone would dis- disrespect our flag or disrespect our military or disrespect our country in any way but um you know i remember um when the Olympians put up their their right hand at the uh, uh, at the award ceremony, and it got everyone's attention, and I think that's basically uh, what what they're trying to do. I don't particularly like the forum they're using, uh, and uh, I think it's it's rather ill advised. Yeah.
1: So you get the fact that there is a need for some level of social justice protest. But you have this unconditional love for the country and you're a patriot and so and you see the sacrifices because you like me, you know, visit troops, you visit troops that have been injured, you visit troops when they're uh in battle, and so you would prefer they not do it in the venue and, and in the way that they're doing it. Is that fair to say?
3: I think it's fair. I think it it, it just needs a better explanation. And if in fact it is uh disparaging at all to those in uniform who have sacrificed so much then they absolutely are doing the wrong thing but uh, I have a feeling that some people are just misguided and have a good intention
2: yeah, and agree. have
3: a very bad have a very bad way of showing it
2: See they don't get the fact that they're disrespecting people who have lost their lives lost their limbs lost their sight lost all of those things, they're thinking they're standing up for all of the, you know, social injustices and racial injustices, which I totally get all of that stuff. But people have sacrificed so much for the country. I think they need to recognize it's it's more about that, you know, not it's more of a slap in the face to them, to people who've sacrificed their whole life for the country, I
3: think. Hey. You know? well, I, I agree yeah. I mean if that's how it's being perceived then it just cannot be done uh, and you know there were there were idiots back in the 60s that burned the flag right. and uh, you know when you when you think uh, of how disrespectful that was and it got them nowhere it, it did get them some some TV coverage but but um, it, it did not serve the cause whatever that cause was
2: but we also live this is probably one of the if not the only country you can live in in and play a sport, one of the best things that you could do on earth, that the most fun thing and get paid millions of dollars and then not appreciate the land that you live in. You know, you're not gonna go to another country and, and get paid millions of dollars to play baseball or football, you know? That's the other thing I think people forget that this is like the land of the free. And we have a lot of things to be thankful for,
1: uh, Bobby. Before we let you go, I want to mention and the Home of
2: the
3: Brave. Yes, yes.
1: I want to mention how instrumental you were at Ground Zero. I was there with you. How you used then Shea Stadium's parking lot as a facility to, to, to deliver all types of stuff, first aid, clothing, blood, whatever was needed during that period of time. And you were unbelievable with the first responders and their families uh, and the country for a very short period of time, was unbelievably united. And so the question I think Deirdre and I have for you is, uh, how do we get back there? Is sports a way to get back there? What What do we do from a policy perspective, a political perspective? I mean, it'll probably cause a canceling that- of the Mooch and the misses podcast if we get <laughs> if people got united. But I'm just asking how do we do it? No,
2: but part of the problem is that sports have become political. They used to be somewhere people could go to take a break, but now it's involved in, in sports. That's why it's kind of like a downer, you know? Like when you watch NFL football, don't you think of politics? Yeah,
1: it's, it's a little more it's a little more anchored to politics. So, what do you do, Baseball, Bob? How not do you? As much, how but- do we break this fever? of, oh, I used to like that person, but now they're blue, or I used to like that person, now they're red, and so I'm not going to buy their book, or I'm not going to watch them on TV, blah, blah? Uh,
3: It's a very difficult situation, and mainly because of this Internet that we're being uh, transmitted on. Uh, You know, the, the... the medium that, that people had in the past was TV and the stage was the sporting event. Uh, now everybody has their own stage. Now there's uh, more than just w- one game on Saturday afternoon that's called the game of the week. Now there's multiple games of the week, and and um, I think it, it has to get down to the grassroots. I think it has to be one hand shaking one hand. I think that that you know track that we lived on the other side of it when we grew up uh, has got to be revisited by uh, those who moved away from the other side of the track so that we could understand exactly what the um, the other side is feeling there's there's got to be more empathy there's got to be more understanding and uh, I think it it has to it has to uh be from the grassroots. I know attitude filters down from the top, but I think uh, this movement that we need to have to bring this country back together has got to be a, more of a grassroots movement where people are dealing with people. Yeah,
2: I agree. There's too much social media, too much uh, phone stuff. Got to wrap it up and become human again. Right.
3: Oh, I like the idea.
2: It's a good idea I don't know.
3: People I like the idea. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I really either. like if, if the, the idea. If the society
1: was normal, <laughs> would you still love me, honey? Yeah. You? we will just check. How about if you
2: were normal? Yeah, People exactly. You if, you if, normal. I, if, if, he if he was normal, normal? I don't know. If I woke up
1: tomorrow and I was just like the mean of normal human behavior, would ah, you still love too me? Too boring. That would be too Boring. Boring. Right?
2: See I like bar? a little bit of freneticism, Bob, they like us when Psychonist. we're a little
1: crazy, Bobby, although you know that for the last sixty eight years, of course, you know that <laughs>
3: well mooch, I love you because you are crazy, and I love you because you you are you you two are are doing great together, and I appreciate you uh Spend a little time with me. You know, I'm an AD, and uh, I was with A and D Scaramucci. They made my day. I like it. <laughs>
2: good plan. That, very, that's good.
1: Very fitting. Good God bless you, Bob. Love you, Thanks man. Thanks
2: for taking the time, Bobby.
1: All right. See Thank ya. you. bye we're, we're, we're We'll be back next week. Follow us at Scaramucci, at Mooch and the Misses, at Deirdre Scaramucci 2. Again, I always have to, to, say, to have baby? the most complicated Twitter a- handle. A- Sorry about that. Anything you want to say, baby?
2: No, I just want to say thanks for listening. Just still love me if I become normal. If I get hit in the head with a rock, honey,
1: love my normalcy. Love my normalcy. I
2: will. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights.